0: Buzzwords continue to take over the B2B marketing industry today with a growing list that now includes terms like ABM and intent, but they're buzzing for a lot of good reasons as they can be resources for successful content marketing campaigns when implemented really effectively. On today's episode, our guest cuts through the noise of those terms, debates ABM versus contextual marketing, shares real examples, and tells us that if you can, if you create the right content, the right people will come. Prophetic, and I'm very excited to get into that, but I think it is a little easier said than to be done, of course. So we're gonna deep dive into how you can make it happen and implement these effective content marketing strategies in your go-to-market today. So thank you for tuning in for a great discussion on go-to-market innovators. Let's dive in. Welcome, everybody, and welcome to today's guest, Michael Brenner. Michael is the CEO and founder of Marketing Insider Group, an international keynote speaker, and an author. He has worked in leadership positions in sales and marketing for global brands like SAP and Nielsen, as well as for startups. So today, Michael is working to help build successful content marketing programs for leading brands and startups alike. Excited to have you with us today on GTM Innovators, Michael. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Awesome. So we've covered a lot of ground as we've known each other for uh, many years now. And as we were uh, reconnecting in advance of the episode, uh, we started getting in on how B2B marketing is continuing to evolve. And ABM has been a buzzword long, long time. Now intent feels like... It's overtaken ABM as that thing that every marketer and now increasingly every sales leader needs to be thinking about, learning about, and being you know, challenged, like, how are you using this? So I'm excited to talk because you actually have a little bit of a contrarian perspective when it comes to the most effective ways to target with content specifically. Can you share what those uh, contrarian opinions are?
1: Yeah, I mean I don't I don't call myself a contrarian. You gave me that label, so uh so I'll I just <laughs> want to call call that out right from the start. But uh and I'm fine with it, by the way. But uh yeah, I mean I think it really, you know, for me it just gets to the heart of marketing. Um, you know, the heart of marketing is is to drive, you know, acquire new customers. And, you know, we talk about content marketing as this new thing, but it's really just a new definition of marketing. Because I always love to say, you know, if you, marketing has a marketing problem, if you ask most people what marketing is, they're going to say it's an ad. And it's, you know, it's it's the thing they saw on the Super Bowl. It's the banner at Times Square. It's, you know, it's something that's intended to try to interrupt you. It's generally, you know, consumer brand focused. I mean, I, I'd mm-hmm. love to be Nike and Apple, but unfortunately, we're, most of us are not. Um, and so, you know, I think we talk about sort of, you know, what is marketing? Well, to begin with, you need to talk about, well, how do we attract and acquire new customers? Well, the best way to do that is not with ads. And that's the thing most people think marketing is. The best way to do that is with things that people actually want. Mm -hmm. That's why we call it content marketing, because it's really just a new definition for marketing to create things that people actually want. Content, videos, you know, helpful how-tos, you know, how do we create things that sort of align to the buyer journey before somebody's ready to say, I'm looking for a vendor and I need to know the price. And so I think, you know, it just starts with, with just that definition um, and an understanding that content marketing isn't really that different from marketing. We just need to call it that because too many people misunderstand what marketing is. But when we get into, like you said, the buzzwords, you know, and I, I you know, if I did roll my eyes when you brought them up, I apologize to, you know, ABM and intent providers. But, you know, to me, marketing should be a strategy. ABM is, a, is, a, is an approach. It's a tool in many ways. It's a piece of software for for most companies. Um, Intent is data, uh, you know, very helpful data for sure. ABM can be an, an effective approach. But again, these are just tools and techniques and processes and approaches that should line up to the larger strategy of how do I most effectively acquire customers? And so, again, you know, the foundation, maybe the contrarian opinion is it starts with having helpful content that attracts the right people to Mm -hmm. your business and then we can use channels like abm we can use data like intent data to understand how do we convert and optimize the return on investment from our marketing spend. so again i don't think that's contrarian i think it's just common sense but it does seem to fly in the face of you know some of the events you go to it's you know six abm approaches and five reasons you need intent data Um, how about we start with the strategy
0: yeah and to me it's maybe is the wrong word, maybe it's the right word, not sure. But the idea is so prevalent that targeted, 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 that's the only way to do this. And I think what, what you are absolutely seeing in the real world that, uh, that I do want to get into is like, no, that's not the case, right? It can work. It does work for some, but many companies, if not all companies need to think a little bit differently about not just doing hyper targeted, so let's let's go there. Can you share some examples of when have you seen this more contextualized-based uh approach work?
1: Yeah, I I you you triggered my thought with the word targeted because it mm-hmm. it's uh it's a topic I've been passionate about for really for 10 years. And I, I had to give a presentation when I was at SAP 10, you know, almost 10 years ago that was titled Why Targeted Content Isn't the Best Way to To Reach Targeted Audiences. And so I'll give you the quick example, my own experience, and then a quick client uh, example. So I had the VP of sales for retail come to me and say, here's a brochure for retail. Go get me leads. Uh, I don't think it's going to work. Okay, fine. I'll run it through our marketing channels. Guess what? We didn't get many leads from it. But we had a white paper from Forrester that was like six uh, approaches to creating a better customer experience, which wasn't specifically targeted to retailers. But retailers really care about customer experience. Mm. At the time, it was a big issue, you know, as retailers were really uh, navigating online into e-commerce. We got more leads from that white paper in retail than the retail targeted white paper run on retail targeted industry trade publications. And so the point was targeted content isn't always the best way. Targeted channels aren't always the best way to reach the target. So you have to ask why. Well, you know, I'm back to the marketing definition not someone who's looking for ads, targeting CEOs of marketing agencies. (laughs) When I see that ad, I run from it. I definitely don't click on it. Um, But when I see something that helps me understand how to run an agency better, you know, I'm I'm more likely to click on that. Um, So it just kind of goes back to, you know, again, what I think is common sense. Um, That was 10 years ago. What about today? So we actually have a client who came to us and they said, hey, um, you've actually been more effective at finding the targeted accounts in our abm list than our own approach at abm how are you doing that i'm like well i don't know i didn't know who your target accounts were we're not using uh, abm software we're simply contextually targeting good content we're trying to find people that are that are opting into to you know to receive and to click on that content and then we're retargeting those people with ads and so you know it was just kind of amazing and, and it actually turned into a five almost six-figure investment where the agency of the client is now a client <laughs> so, so think about that the, the advertising agency of a large technology company who you know is a client the technology company is a client where we create content and we you know promote it out to try to find audiences is now a client of ours because we're better at finding their abm list of targeted accounts than they were with their AVM approaches using you know, some of the platforms that, that some of your you know, audience might be interested in or, or looking at. So again, it's a little counterintuitive, but when you understand, and I know we'll, we'll probably get into sort of the steps, but the point is yeah. when you understand how to target your audience with the challenges and the pain points and the issues that are important to them, they opt in and that makes it more cost effective and, mm-hmm. and drives a higher return.
0: Yeah, I love that point about opting in like you're, you're earning the right, you're earning and building the audience. And so I do want to go into the part about like, how do you do this? Mm -hmm. You come in with a credible amount of expertise on this. So what are the steps that you advocate for that you think about when you're building a contextual content marketing program?
1: Yeah. I mean, again, it's not that I have anything against ABM, but, but one of the things that worries me with any really shiny object, you know, ABM has been it one intent is another AI is an, an, you know, thing that people are jumping on is, is I think um, in all of the years I've been doing marketing and even when I was doing sales. The thing that worked the most every time was the thing that we did over time. So consistency mm. wins. Com, you know the, the 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 you know the 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 magic of compounding rates of return. Right? When is the best time to invest in your 401k? Twenty years ago, right? Like the whole point or, or step number one, I think, for effective marketing strategy overall, and I want to pound this in to every CMO and CRO that I talk to is consistency. So if you want to start building an effective program realize that you needed to do it 20 years ago or 2 years ago or 2 months ago whatever the time frame is it should be something that you're doing consistently over time that's number 1 is commit to that knowing that it takes some time hmm. but the rates of return are compounded when they do number 2 is create marketing messages that are tuned into your audience not tuned into what you want to sell and that again that's that was the first lesson i learned as a salesperson when i tried to sell i wasn't effective When I listened to what my buyers were interested in and you know there were times when I didn't have something to offer them and there are times when I did and when I did I was more effective at getting them to buy Mm -hmm. right so just tune in more to your audience than to what you're trying to sell um you know push versus pull however you want to you know kind of phrase that um you know understanding that uh, we do need to people aren't just going to opt in you know because they they you know uh, have warmth in their hearts we do have to go out and find them, I think. Sometimes, and and so finding the watering holes is a term I think you like to use. Um, you know, find those watering holes where they exist and where they live and where they you know read and, and engage, and make sure that your you know your marketing messages or you know your content is placed there. And then the final point I'm just going to make it's it's again a stupid obvious one is just always ask: Did the thing we did before you know turn into some sort of return? And so the reason I asked that is you know, most of the content, I, I'll give you a quick example. The client I was referring to, um, they mm-hmm. spend about $5,000 a month on content for one of these programs. They spend about $5,000 a month on reach, on, on really contextually targeting that content. Um, they spend about $50,000 a month on brand awareness advertising that drives less of a, of a sort of a return of any kind of metric that they can measure, business outcomes. Um, significantly higher spend, significantly lower return, and so again, I'm not saying advertising is bad. I'm not saying anything is bad. The point number four is measure the return of the things that you're doing, and you know, invest more in the things that work, and and maybe think about sunsetting the things that don't.
0: Yeah, and uh, so I'd agree. I think that's there's there's a balance within here that you're certainly advocating for. I, I think there's a couple of points that you were talking through that I'd love to to try to. To just uh, dig a little bit deeper on, you know, one of them was in the first examples you shared. There's material impact. There's ROI that contextual based content marketing can deliver in the here and the now, right? And that's part of what you were alluding to as you talked about the the kind of three or four areas to think about and focus on as you're doing this. You made the statement of like you can get a return right now while you're building those compounding long term returns. Can we just spend a little bit of time there? Because I think in the past we've talked about it of like, there is a world of marrying the build the audience with the data and the ABM lists that Intent and others can help build. It's like, you want to build the audience. There are certain folks that are in market right now that you should be Trying to build a relationship with, can you talk a little bit about like how how do you work with your clients to think about and articulate the return you can get right now, so that a CFO is not like, you know, forget about it. Like I don't care about returns next year. I care about right now. Yeah. And then what role do you see you know ABM lists of where you're like, no, we're perfect fit for this type of company, and intent lists of like these are the ones that are actually looking at you right now. Like how do you see those two ideas playing out,
1: short-term yeah, well,
0: ROI and marrying yeah. ABM and intent into this strategy.
1: Yeah, that's why I was going to say. I think all three are are completely related. And 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 so what ABM can do is provide uh, an opportunity to convert the right people um, quicker and better, right? What intent hmm. data can do is it can help you identify the folks that might be part of your ABM targeted lists that are actually out there searching, you know, because buying buying committees are at large. We don't know everybody that works. You know, we don't know who's influencing decisions. We don't know what consultants and agencies are working with our targeted list of accounts. And so the point is, and what we found with this, you know, with this client example that I mentioned, we're not we're not converting the people, right? Their ABM approach and their intent data is, is what's helping them convert. They're using nurturing strategies, which is, you know, maybe the, the fourth leg of the stool if, if a stool has four legs, um, you know, right, is, is nurturing folks through that buyer journey. So contextual content marketing can really help you identify folks that are out there searching. ABM can help you identify how do we target the folks that are out there that we've already sort of found and how do we get them to, you know, sales enablement? How can we get them into the nurture streams that we've set up? And then how do we use Intentated to identify the folks that are maybe outside of that ecosystem that we aren't aware of, that are interested, that are looking. And so it's really about pulling all of these things together. Mm -hmm. You know, to me, I think having a nurturing mindset is kind of the key, right? Is So how can we efficiently and effectively find folks that are, you know, in a buyer's journey You know, and then nurturing is what's going to help you identify who's ready to buy right now. And so when we marry all of those four components, effective content marketing, account-based marketing and targeting the right people, intent-based and finding the people that are actually interested in buying and nurturing them through the funnel, that's where the return on investment really starts to skyrocket.
0: Yeah. And so as you answer that, maybe maybe part of the story as you're selling this internally to your company is that you know, you have a, you have a potential issue at the starting point because you don't have the content and the audience yet. So that's where, you know, an ABM list especially can be like, all right, well, this is, this is an audience we should be relevant to that helps you start building that audience up. But over time, to your point, that audience is coming to you. They're seeking you out as a destination, as a thought leader, so that whenever they do end up in market, they're already there. And then you just use the data that you're buying or creating yourself to kind of see like, okay, well, they're coming to us and they're in market. That's the home run.
1: Yeah, yeah, content- I
0: mean, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just to say the content part, I'd love to to go a little bit more on because I think you have uh, just incredible expertise on this part. And that's, that's the part that folks can miss out on is like, you're talking about, this is a, this is a customer first content strategy. Talk about what they care about. Don't talk about yourself. Don't mm-hmm. just sell your wares. So uh, please feel free to, to jump in on the thought you had before, and I'd love to double back on like how do you think about developing great content as you're coaching and advising uh, you know your clients today, and any any brands you would mention that that are doing an exceptional job at their content creation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, the point I was just going to make was, you know, ABM and intent are really almost like a yin and yang, right? ABM was, we got the list. We're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to find those elephants and hunt them down. And, and that didn't work. So they're like, okay, well, maybe we should wait for, you know, see who hits our website and try to identify their intent. It's kind of like inbound, outbound, like it's like a repeat of that, of that story. Well, content's really the thing that sort of mixes them together. And nurturing is the thing that brings it, you know, brings it home. It, it, it's the hunt. It's the spear, if you will. Um, and so that's, I think how they all work together in a visual way, but the, you know, the, the, the point about content, you know, I always say, if you could ask your audience one question, it should be, what are your biggest challenges? And, and mm. every company out there should be writing content to those challenges. Um, you know, I, am not a fan of, 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 a lot of money spent on personas, but if you're going to spend money on personas, just make sure that that question gets asked because it's really the only question, the trends in your industry, the challenges by your audience, Um, The pain points that they need to solve that aren't necessarily product-based, but just their job-based. You know, what keeps your target audience up at night? Those are the only insights you need in order to create an effective content plan. And, you know, we use SEO and keyword research and content modeling and all kinds of other fancy names for, for, you know, how to develop a content plan. But at the end of the day, it's just, what are your biggest challenges and how can I create content that solves that challenge?
0: Yeah. You just started alluding to it one of the things that uh, I always want to make sure folks walk away is like what is the technology that can help empower a strategy like this so what do you see you know as some of the core technologies that you would want all your clients using that you're asking for access to uh, when you start working with a, a new client to start getting that some of these insights and answering these key questions
1: yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, persona documentation is great. I'm actually seeing some really interesting. I mean, we've gone this far. I don't even know if we've mentioned AI. So, you know, it's like, how could we talk this long without mentioning it? There is some interesting technology out there that's you know driven by AI. Uh, there, there's a guy I'm, I'm sure you know, Andy Cresidina, who's done a a whole a whole sort of a, a session on how to use prompts in ChatGPT to generate um, really engaging and act like action based persona information um you know so there are tools out there that i think could do that that are ai driven um uh, you know abm and intent data are certainly important for sure you know nurturing mechanisms like you know cro you know conversion rate optimization is is just a, it's a skill set that's really hard to find and it's it's generally mm-hmm. people that understand the world of you know of landing pages and how to nurture and how to get people to move from one stage of the of the pipeline to another um having the right analytics. I mean, all these things are important. Um, you know, and again, AI is being thrown at all of these problems now with all the investment, uh, you know, and, th- and there's plenty of tools out there, I think, and I'm not going to get into, you know, picking winners, but um, there's certainly some great tools out there that are AI driven that can help do that.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, hey, if you want to make any predictions, I- I'm all for it, but I-, I won't put you on the spot to to name who's going to be winning markets. The, the point that you just made though, uh, I'm with you on it. It's like each of these technologies is is playing a role in helping in the process, but at the front end of it, know your audience, build content really well for what they care about, and then over time, you're gonna get increasing returns because they're gonna be coming to you as a thought leader. I think there's uh you know a lot of research out there that that supports your idea, and it's even better to hear that you have clients delivering an impact on this right now so i be curious as we think about you know uh, wrapping up and saying like what else right any any other parting words of wisdom for our listeners that you think is especially critical for them to walk away from you know today's conversation about contextual content marketing and understanding the role that ABM intent data and stuff can play in that process like what else do you see that they should know
1: yeah. I mean, you know, when I talk to CMOs and, 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 you know, CROs today, i I, it, the AI is like the first question out of their, you know, out of their mouths. And, and, and I've been cautioning people to say that, you know, there's, there's a paradox to AI mm-hmm. and that paradox is that you can't imagine a world where everything is AI driven because there's, there's a backlash. In fact, in just the last, in just the last week, I've seen three articles, three separate instances of backlash against AI. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, some examples, I think um, OpenAI is being sued for copyright infringement. Uh, Zoom got uh, uh, sued because it was using recordings in, um, uh, you know, generating their own AI. Uh, There's a company that scraped people's books off the internet and used it to predict, you know, sort of tone and language and all kinds of things. Anyway, the point is, That the more technology and the more artificial intelligence and automation in general that we use, the more our audiences and customers and buyers are going to expect real people to show up in some way. Mm. And so there is a backlash. You know, CMOs who think that all of marketing is going to be done by AI really need to think about the human element. Even Google is saying like, hey, you know, sure, you can use AI to generate content, but it better showcase experience and expertise. And AI doesn't have experience or expertise. AI can't generate demand. It can't deliver demand. I, I asked ChatGPT to give me leads and it said it could. And then it said, well, maybe actually I can't. Like, you know, <laughs> it can't. So I guess my parting words of wisdom is just to understand that AI, like any tool, can be useful and effective. But the, the counterbalance to that is we're going to need to be more empathetic, more customer driven, more human in the marketing messages and content that we create as we go forward. <laughs>